Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, Connie Albers here, and you are listening to Equipped to Be. I have been on the road all summer and listening to moms and dads and concerned parents like you. Been speaking and doing lots and lots of interviews. We've had some great guests on the program. I hope you've enjoyed them. It seems like you have. You know, the whole Equipped to Be podcast is designed for you. I try to keep you, the listener, in mind. I don't want to waste your time because, as we all know, time is precious. So if you have been a faithful subscriber to the show, thank you. And if you are new to the show, which I know we've had lots of new listeners to the show, thanks for joining us. I hope you stick around. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and you can get on our email list. We send out a weekly email basically with what's coming down on the podcast, when it's dropping, what the show's going to be about, and where you can find us. So make sure you do that. Also, tell your friends. I know the school year is getting ready to ramp up, and that means sometimes our podcast listening increases because we're waiting in carpool lines or we're attending to other activities while we're waiting for our children, whether it's ballet practice or it's a sports outing or it's just cleaning up or prepping for dinner. Please tell your friend to join us at Equip to Be. You can find us on all the podcast players, even the one you're listening to. As I have been traveling this summer, I've heard several of the same comments about just being tired and overwhelmed and feeling like you can't get everything in. And I don't know about you, but I can never get everything on my list done in a day. (laughs) So if you're thinking, oh, her kids are grown, she should be able to get everything done. Well, it may surprise you that I don't. And to be honest, really no one does. Because our lists are long. Just when we get one thing scratched out, three things are added. Does that sound like you or maybe more? I have made a practice of trying to reduce my to-do list. I have like a master list, which is pages long, but then a short abbreviated list. And as I was talking with these different moms, I saw a need and I want to talk about it. I I actually did a retreat and recharge at a recent conference that I was speaking at just for moms. And we got together because there is a need, and I'm going to say an urgent need to retreat. Life is full and it will, God willing, always be full of things to do and opportunities before you. But what isn't always easy is retreating. And so today, we're going to talk about some of the things you can do as you're beginning a new school year, and I'll address some of the concerns that I know many of you are facing because trials and struggles are common to all of us, aren't they? Well, I will say this. Retreating is truly the lifeline to your soul, and that is not an exaggeration. There's no drama there. How do I know this? Well, Jesus did it. In three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, 
and Luke, they all talk about Jesus retreating. Retreating to green pastures, retreating to be still, retreating when we're weary and burdened, retreating to lonely places, retreating to a place of quiet. Now, I don't know about you, quiet doesn't happen very often. It's something we have to make happen. But why is retreating such an urgent call? Why is it so necessary to our soul? Well, because it keeps us steady. It keeps us from going under. And more importantly, it keeps us near the heart of God. And I don't know about you, I want all of those things in my life. And we just simply have to escape the chaos and the noise of life. We can't run or numb or medicate or pretend, or tear things up, that isn't going to satisfy our soul. It may get us through that moment, but it isn't going to do us any good in the long run. God's Word says in Isaiah thirty fifteen, in quietness and rest will be your strength. Think about those two aspects, in quietness and rest. Now, many of you know that I had been in a quite a long period of rest. Even though the podcast is brought to you weekly, we drop a new episode every Wednesday. And other than that, there has been a very long season for me of resting. It wasn't of my choice, to be honest with you. I wish I could say I just knew God wanted me to be resting and quiet and before Him, but unfortunately, that isn't the case. Sometimes our rest comes at the hand of being forced. An illness, a sick child, a real serious trial that causes us to go inward to reflect or work it out. But like I said in Isaiah 30, 15, in quietness and rest, there's two components to this. One, we can't truly retreat and hear from the Lord with chaos surrounding us. Yes, there's gentle whispers, and God uses people to speak to us through little conversations that we have or a timely word spoken at a moment when we need to hear it, but it's truly in quietness when our minds can be still. I don't know about you, but being still is also not something that comes easy or natural for me. Now, some of you, it does, but it doesn't for me. It takes great discipline for me. I'm kind of like a squirrel. I'll sit down to do something and I'll think of 15 other things to do. It takes me a while to settle my mind, even in my prayer time. I will bounce from topic to topic and person to person before I can finally just settle in to having some heart-to-heart conversations with the Lord that are cohesive, coherent, and we have to rest. How many books are written about the importance of sleep? How many studies, how many billions of dollars are spent on sleep research? on reducing stress, on eating right, on drinking right, on ridding your mind of anxiety and depression. There's so many, but we have to have rest because God promised us that in quietness and in rest, here comes the promise, will be your strength. Do you want to be strong? Do you want to be able to handle the trials, the struggles, the cares of the day? Do you want to know how to, how to manage your home well? or what to give each child that's needing something different from you, or being the wife or husband that you need to be in the relationships that you have or the friend you need to be, 
that comes, your strength is going to come from the amount of rest and quietness that you can build into your day. Now, as a mom of five kids, I completely understand you don't get a lot of quiet and you certainly don't get much rest. But God uses what you give and I believe he multiplies it. If you have a moment to focus on a verse or five minutes of just time to pray, God uses that. He uses it in your life. And you will start to see such changes in you that you're going to desire for more. In Psalm 1611, God's word says, you will show me the path of life. God will show us the path of life. How? In his presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I want you to see the action that has to be taken here. How do we do this? How do we escape the chaos so that we can reclaim that inner peace? And why is this so important? Because so many of us are lacking it. We don't have it. How do we do this? By retreating, it moves us from burnout to breakthrough. I have been burned out many times. And when I intentionally retreat with the mindset of asking the Lord to renew, to give me the fullness of joy, to give me the inner peace so that I know which direction to go or what to say to my family members or my friends or the folks that I do life with, it does move me from burnout to breakthrough because I'm getting his mind. I'm getting renewed by the spirit of God that is within me, and you will too. See, retreating, my friend, is not a luxury. It truly is our lifeline. In Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, You show me the path of life, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, this verse is often taken out of context. I'm not going to go into all of that because I really want to focus on retreating, but prosper is not in the financial means. It's not like God is some genie in a bottle where you just tell him what you want, he's going to give it to you. No, I don't believe that is accurate. You need to do some research and study on that. If you have a different opinion on this, God wants to give you hope for your future. A lot of us are without hope. We're not sure how we're going to afford things, how our kids are going to do, what decisions might they make, or what direction do we see them heading in that we want to desperately stop them so that they don't completely derail, or how do we help them get out of circumstances they have found themselves in. See, we can't find help, hope, and a purpose. We can't find a way or a plan or even hope in anything other than from the Lord, from Jesus, because he knows the plans he has for you. Your friends don't know. Your husbands don't know. Sure, they have counsel and wisdom, but the one who knows is the one whom you need to be spending time with, and that is the Lord. God says that you will find me in his presence. And we are told that he fills us with joy when we are in his presence. See, we don't know how to retreat. We don't have time. Our lives are so packed full of busy schedules between trying to work or teach our children or tend to food or finding deals. We don't have the time. Circumstances, life, social media robs us of the time that we need. We don't actually know how to unplug and retreat. It's kind of scary sitting in your own thoughts sometimes. 
can be a little discouraging because then we start to see what's really stirring within us and we don't know how to unplug and just retreat into the presence of the Lord. And we don't have the money to go on retreats. That's not what I'm talking about. Sure, it'd be fun to go on a spa day. It would also be fun to go away for a weekend or three weeks or three months. We don't always have the means to be able to do that, but that's not what God's saying. He's talking about just a daily retreating, an alone time, and escaping from the chaos. I will also say this. Many of you, you don't like to retreat. It's uncomfortable, and we don't sometimes want to deal with hard issues. It's easier to just pretend we're an ostrich, stick our head in the sand, and pretend the world isn't falling apart, or our families aren't falling apart, or that we aren't falling apart. We'd rather escape them than pretend they don't exist. You know, I love to get away and have fun, but we have to do more than that. We can't replace the Word of God for scrolling through social media or listening to other people tell you six easy steps or five simple ways. Not if we want to be the woman, the wife, the man, the dad, the friend that we are called to be. The truth is, to retreat takes physical and mental discipline. And after years of this practice, I still have to prepare my mind to retreat. How do we retreat? How did Jesus retreat? Well, as we kind of bring this episode, because I want to do a series of these conversations where, yes, we help solve practical problems, parenting and motherhood and such, but I want to tend to some deeper issues, especially as we enter the fall the fall where kids are getting back to school, we're setting up new routines, adding even more busy activities to our lives. And then we'll usher in the holidays, and that's even more. And we crash, and we reboot come January. So let's come up with a game plan. Let's start our fall in a way that we build retreating into our lives. What does that sound like for you? Shall we? If that sounds inviting to you, if your heart is saying, yes, I actually do need this, talk with a friend, share this podcast with a friend, and ask them to join you. Get a group of ladies together or a group of friends and say, all I want you to ask me is, how's your retreating been? And some of them you want to go deeper with, and God may give you that. I'm always asked, well, Connie, how often? How long? And what am I supposed to focus on? Well, it depends, to be honest with you. It depends on the demands of your life and the ages of your kids and the needs of your husband and the requirements of the work that you do. How long depends on your budget, your concerns, your needs. But in Genesis 2, in the very beginning, y'all, Genesis 2, 2, 3, on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done. I would contend if it is something the Lord did, if it's something that Jesus did, that it's something that we need to do, which is why it's more than just something we should do. In Matthew 12, 9 through 13, Mark 3, 1 through 6, and Luke 6, 6 through 11, all of the apostles talk about Jesus's practice of getting alone. Can I just say, if Jesus, knowing all the answers, needed to retreat, how much more should we? We don't have all the answers. I believe Jesus modeled that for us on purpose, by design. We have to have a Sabbath. We have to have that time. Jesus withdrew 
to lonely places and prayed. Luke 5.16 and Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Sometimes it's a walk or the back porch or the front porch. Sometimes it's a chair in, a, in your room that just signifies this is my alone time. This is my place of retreating. And sometimes it's for a minute. Sometimes it's for 10. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's during nap time or as you're drifting off to sleep. The location is not as important. The practice is what is important. Mark 6, 46, after leaving them, he went up on the mountainside to pray. Well, I live in Florida, so we don't have mountains. But the point is, Jesus stepped away from all those that were clamoring for his attention. And there's many more verses, and I'll put those in the show notes for you to kind of ponder over and ask the Lord to help you with. But the practice of seeking solitude and communion with God through prayer is what Jesus modeled to us. And again, I contend, if it's something that Jesus practiced regularly, so should we. It should become a part of our lives. You will find when you discipline, when you bake this into your life, your children see you saying to them, this is important to mom, this is important to dad. You're modeling to them something that is important to them. That retreating for them, even though they're children, is the lifeline to their soul, to knowing the stirrings that God is doing in them. So let me ask you, where can you retreat? How long can you retreat? What is God longing to have you do that he wants to pull you aside to talk with you, to commune with you, to replenish you, to give you peace and joy? That joy that comes from the inside, that doesn't come from external. Sure, we have fun doing things. A joy that sustains us, that helps us sing throughout the day, even during hard times, that helps you find good and difficult. Whatever those are, take time today and ponder them and consider them and ask the Lord. And then, as you're planning your fall calendar, put a time of retreating on that calendar and guard it like you do getting your kids to basketball practice or math class or getting dinner on the table. Make it that important and tell your children why. They will come to understand the importance of retreating that will help them as they grow from child to young adult to adult to mom and dad. We're so grateful that you tune in every week to Equip to Be. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It's a little different from what we normally do. Let us know what you think. Make sure you send us an an email. Drop your thoughts and comments. Send it to us. And and follow us over on social media where we often share the podcast. Tell your friends. Share it with friends. We're so grateful for you. We want you to know that you are equipped to be a doer of God's Word. So go do what God's called you to do. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.